Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. about Mohammed bin Salman being invited to visit. Firstly, it's rude. And secondly, it's obviously much safer than going to visit him. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon. I'm still at the Edinburgh Fringe. And this is Nonsensored. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm still talking to you from the Edinburgh Fringe, where I'm performing my show, That's Politainment, 8pm, Pleasance Courtyard, and I'm joined as ever by my producer, Martin. And what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, and I'm here too in Edinburgh, uh, working on Buffy Revamped, which is on at the EICC at 8.15pm. Shut up, Martin. No one cares. Right, yes, of, of course. Um this week, we have another edition of Just One Question, our long-form interview format where Harriet asks a guest <laughs> just one question in order to get to the heart of who they are and why they're in politics. Don't worry, I do have lots of follow-ups, some of which are completely unrelated to the original question because it turns out it usually takes more than one question to get to the heart of who someone is and why they're in politics. We should have thought about that before we launched the format, really. Yeah, well, in retrospect, we shouldn't have done the pilot with Suella Braverman. You didn't even get through that first question before she started talking and she just didn't stop for an hour. She can't stop talking, Martin. She's too busy stopping the boats. But speaking of Suella, we are delighted to announce that she will be joining us for our live recording of Non-Censored, which is happening at King's Place in London on the 7th of September 7pm as part of the London Podcast Festival. She joins Martin's little friend Keir Starmer and another guest as yet to be announced. You can buy tickets at kingsplays.co.uk. And we are giving away two pairs of tickets to the show. All you have to do is email us at nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com with a question you would like to ask Harriet, me, Suella or Keir and we'll pick our two favourites to put on the guest list with a plus one each. Uh, we'll be announcing the winners on our show that comes out on the 1st of September, so we need your questions by the 30th of August, please. But let's move on to our Just One Question guest. Martin, is it too late to change the name? It's just... Never mind. It's Sir Geoffrey Jeff Jeffrey, a Conservative MP who, like me, is up at the Edinburgh Fringe to provide an alternative to all those wokey lefty voices. And before we get stuck into just one question, I thought I'd ask him about Rishi Sunak's week. Let's take a listen. 
Well, I'm very excited to be joined in person by Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey. The Right Honourable Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Oh, I do beg your pardon, <laughs> the Right Honourable Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey. Thank you. Welcome to the show. It's it's lovely to be here. I'm always very happy to help out a friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's always wonderful to have a friend on here. And luckily, I get to do it almost every week. Now, we are going to talk about yourself and where you stand. But first, let's talk about the news because... Rishi Sunak has been in the news. He gave a very stirring interview and he said that he's hurting himself to hurt us, or to quote it perfectly, hurting myself to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's uh, it's just so sad to see it because you mm. can see in his little eyes, you know, he, he's really trying. He's trying so hard. And he does hurt himself to hurt us. I believe um, every evening he um, takes a pint of blood from himself. Wow, goodness. Um, not under any sort of medical supervision. He just yeah. does it himself. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't use it for anything. He just, hurt, he just hurts himself because he feels like if he's hurting, maybe we won't be hurting so much. He's, 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 an, absolute, um, he's an absolute terrific chap, Richard. Yeah. And uh, we should all give him the benefit of the doubt. That's what I've, I've said from the beginning. I think you're right. And people forget, don't they? Because it's very hard being encased in that sort of privilege hmm. because therefore when you do things like hurting yourself, it's it's a lot harder because you're not used to it. Exactly. He's he's had a whole life of, of everything he could possibly want mm-hmm. uh, whenever he wanted it, uh, particularly, obviously, since his, uh, his marriage. Uh, and um, it's very difficult for him to get into the mindset of somebody who doesn't have everything. And the fact that he gets anywhere near it at all, I think yeah. it's an absolute tribute yeah. to his ability to empathise. Yes. Yes. It, it was about the bloodletting... Is mm-hmm. this something that we should be concerned about? I mean, it no. sounds like a positive thing in the way that you're sp- sp- uh, spelling it out, but um, it might worry some of our listeners. No, I mean, I, I think bloodletting is too strong a term for it. Really, he's just he's just showing that he, you know, does does he uh, does he hurt? Does he have human feelings? Is he not somebody who has the same? Literal physical makeup of everybody else in the country, because obviously he's a he's he's, he's a multimillionaire, maybe a billionaire. It's not clear uh, from the accounts, and um, you know I think it's 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 important that people see he is just like any of us. If you prick him, does he not bleed? Oh, that is beautiful. Yes, and that is beautiful. Not a robot, as some people might be levelling at him. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. Course. He loves AI. <laughs> he, he loves a bit of AI. <laughs> I mean, if he could run government by AI, he, he, he blimming well would. That's what I'd say. He, and, and who can say it wouldn't be jolly good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, robots actually probably wouldn't be that bad. No, and they definitely wouldn't join a union. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. So, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe it's a good idea. And also, well, uh, they Producer Martin, can I just say, where... Producer Martin, yes. I don't want to reprimand you on air, but if you ask things like, well, it shows he's not a robot, well, clearly he's not a robot because he's he's letting blood. Mm. He's not a cyborg. I mm. think you're thinking well, of the word cyborg. To be honest, the only foolproof way of proving someone's not a robot, I think, is to ask them to select three different pictures that all have a bicycle in. That's can you the do only that? one that can, I've can heard Rishi of do that? So do we far. know if he can do that? I think Rishi could do that if he was told beforehand what a bicycle was. I think right, there we go. Because you it's, see? it's right. a form of transport yeah. he's obviously mm. never Probably hasn't been had any yes. use for. I mean, he'd definitely be able to say, I, I, I recognise different shapes. Mm. He's definitely good at shape recognition. But if you asked him to recognise a bicycle or, uh, heaven forbid, a bus. Yes. Uh, or yeah. I, I did, a monorail. Some, mm. um, 
some sort of like a mini bus, maybe. None of those things have ever been part of his life. So contactless card reader. Well, yes. I mean, that's the nice thing, though, about him. He's, he does try, doesn't he? He, really he does, does like, try. With the contactless card reader, mm. there was that wonderful picture where you could see he was really giving it a good shot. Yeah, he was like a dog trying to understand football. Like he was giving it a go. Yeah. You, know, you, you could see his face was moving in the right direction, but he just simply didn't have the information to hand. And yes. that's fine. Yes. That's fine. I don't know about our listeners, but I know that's the kind of prime minister I want. Mm. He's, he's, he's eager. Yes. Yes, he is. With his little suits. Yeah, I mean, they are made for him, especially, mm. I believe, well, um, by wow. a special sort of midway between a child and an adult yeah. um, suit maker. So a, tween, uh, a, tr- a sort of tween suit. But less colourful than that suggests. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes, of course. You can see his ankles, which I think is very important. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's good too, because he's showing that he's like, like the rest of us, sometimes he doesn't get suits right. Yes, like, he's, just, all, he's normal, just like he's us. Just like he's us. just like us. He can afford to get the very best tailors, but he refuses to. Yes. Instead, he gets somebody who's obviously decided that ankles are part of the outfit. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that's wonderful. I also, while we're here, it's just, it's just great to get a sort of strong political mind in the studio. Because the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, I don't know if you've been following, but obviously Nick Timothy looks like he's making a return. Good old Timmers. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy, baby. Uh, yeah, great guy. I mean, he deserves a second chance, doesn't he? he mm. um Sure, he absolutely effed it up with the um, the, the 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 Theresa May business. Uh, but uh, we've all we all made mistakes during yeah. those years. You know, I backed a number of candidates who I now regret backing. Um, but you know, in the end, this, these things happen, and he's 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 done his best. He's come back. He's got a beard now. And what a beard! I mean, it's sort of been dubbed Rasputin-esque, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, I, it's not. The, I say possibly not the best model for beard I, I don't know about you I feel no, for me I prefer a sort of slightly uh, more elegant maybe pointed beard maybe a little bit closer shaved he looks a little bit like a tramp but Jeffrey Jeff Jeffrey what I would say about that is isn't he just following in the footsteps of Dominic Cummings who was also an advisor and a great mind mm. and Dominic was always very sort of slovenly dressed looked like you'd sort of found him off a park bench and mm. he was trying. He was living in a skip for a while, mm. wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was, yeah. he was. I, I used to go over there sometimes and say, hello, hello, Dominic, how are you doing? And he'd swear at me, but you know, in quite a good-natured way. Did you bring him um, sort of chicken wings? Because if you didn't, then he No, was No, aggressive. I used to bring digestives. Was that not...? No, too too dry. He did See, a little bit I, of, um... I always thought digestives, I thought those people liked them, mm. you know. Apparently not. But I think, going back, I think what Nick Timothy does, doesn't it, is he's kind of following in that sort of maverick, I don't care what I look like, mm. but I, I will tell you what for. Mm, absolutely. And he's taking it from Matt Hancock, so it's impossible to do any worse, really, yes. um, as, a, as a constituency MP. I mean, he literally went to the jungle. Yes, um, yes, he did. You know, and anyone who does that really uh, shows themselves to not be behind their constituents, you know. Um, so I don't think Nick Timothy can... can well, he starts He starts from a low base. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'll, I'll definitely give him a, a welcome when I see him because we're good old chums from the old days. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, will he get in? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he'll yeah. definitely get in. I mean, it's a safe seat. It's, mm. it's nearly as safe as my seat. <laughs> and I, I inherited my seat from my father. Oh, so, yes, how wonderful. You know, yes. Yeah. yeah. On the last word on Nick Timothy, I would like to say that he's... Um, oh, God, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say about him. Well, that, that happens with him quite a lot. 
Yeah, he's, just, one, he's got one of those faces where you look at him and you go, I've got a... Oh, no, No, nothing's gone. Mm. Oh, I know. I was also going to say that he, he kind of um, started the trend for showing us how rubbish civil servants are and that they need knocking about a bit. Yeah, I mean, what I've always said about government at the moment is that there are no such thing as bad ideas. Yeah. Just good ideas the civil service can't deliver. Yes, that's very, very good. That's you know? very good. And we've shown that for years and years and years, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah there's definitely... Well. Listen, before I continue with the interview, I, I should check in with my producer and see if he wants to yes. add anything. Well, I do have some slight concerns. I mean, uh, are you not worried that this uh, this idea of, um, you know, Rishi hurting himself in order to try and to help out is going to continue further down with uh, Nick Timothy and, and, and others taking a similar approach? I mean, I, I think we'd all hate to see a spate of MPs, um, you know, self-mutilating, um, jumping off, you know, d- d- getting involved in jackass-style stunts. Mm. It's um, funny, I, I feel like, Martin, I feel, Martin, like you might be the only person in the country who wouldn't like to see the MPs self-mutilating. Well, I mean, you, you should should read some of the letters I get from my constituents. They They have suggested some extremely unpleasant things with various household objects and I've only done a few of them well there's there's already a lot of pressure on the NHS and I am a bit squeamish so I mean I, I do have a mild amount of concern for um, the livelihoods of all humans even that's, if they that's are fair. that's fair well, obviously we wouldn't be using the NHS so don't worry about that but um, oh yes no that's yeah. foolish of me well uh, thank you the, the, the right honourable Jeffrey Jeff Jeffrey for, for that great insight of today's well the, the news of this week Wanted to talk about Britney Spears and her husband, but but no time for that. But now, on to our long-form interview with Sir Geoffrey Jeff Jeffrey, where we really get into the heart, and if I may be so bold, the soul of the modern Conservative Party. What I want to ask is if you can explain your political philosophy... I mean, how long do you have? Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, how long do you have? I... Uh, well, well um, I, it's up to Martin, well, I mean, really. I mean, he... You know, we'll, we'll see about... It. Right. You well, say as much as you want because Martin has to cut yeah, it. He right, has to edit so... it. I did a one-woman show once. It was six hours long. Mm, and we yes. had to get it into a 15-minute segment. And yes. I had to keep sending, saying back, no, Martin, no, that's not right. That didn't include that bit. But we got there eventually, didn't we, Martin? Mm. Oh, yes. I mean, I try and cut out as much as I can, but we do have to deliver a programme at the end of the day. So mm. Right, <clears throat> right. OK, well, sure. Um, what is my political philosophy? I suppose, I suppose a number of things. I suppose the first thing that comes to mind is what a great country this is. Um, Now, of course, we're currently uh, in Edinburgh, which is technically in Scotland. Yeah. Of course. I'm I'm just going to briefly stop you there because we are both in Edinburgh. I'm um, doing a show and I think you're appearing in in one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I I, I am appearing in a a show. It's it's funny how this has come about, really, because um, there's a comedian, you might have heard of him. uh, Let me just check. Matt Matt Green, I think his name is. Oh, and he's a typical wokey lefty. Yeah, lefty. You know, blah, 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 blah. The government elite. are bad. Yeah, yes. Twitter loving. Mm. You know, tofu eating wokerati yeah. type. And um, and he's he's doing doing a show up here. But uh, you might not be aware. There's a line in the legislation of the uh, Public Order Act 2023, which 
a lot of people missed because they were so bothered about all the protest stuff. Um, you know, I've always said, if you want to protest, it's pointless. If you want to change things in this country, just have a word with an old school friend. That's how. Yes, of course. That's how yes. we get things done. And, and the thing is, with people say, oh, we can't do that. We don't have as good connections. I want to say to them, it's not our fault if you can't make friends. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, chums, friends, mates, whatever the word is, mm. you know, that, that's what you need. But people got so upset about that, they, they missed a very key part of it, in my opinion, which is that every show now, anywhere it's a theatre show, comedy show, wherever it is, has to be balanced politically. Yes. Uh, it's a very important legal requirement now. Mm. So if this Matt Green fellow wants to do a show, he has to have me on first as a sort of counterweight. Damn right. Yeah. Damn straight. Right. Yes. It's not just me. It's not just me. There are plenty of others too. Uh, sorry, Martin, you wanted to say something? No, no. I was wondering how uh, how that's going down with uh, Matt Green's audience because I imagine he maybe attracts more of a liberal crowd yeah. than, than you would usually uh, talk to. I think I would describe the reaction as uh, sullen. Uh, oh, lovely. Yeah. Hostile. Oh, OK, yes. Um, OK. Angry at yes. times. But, you know, I've got half the show so they can stick it. Yeah. And also, I think that's quite a positive reaction, actually. Yeah. 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 So far, no missiles. So better than several conferences I've done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's been all right. Um, I do I do actually have a, a question about this uh, liberal balance. Um, mm -hmm. What does it apply to other shows like Harriet's, for example, that are perhaps skewed a bit more towards the right, the more conservative comedians uh, out there? Not, are they having to have a liberal on to balance that out? Well, not 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 usually. Yeah. Um, no, because uh, they are themselves balancing some of the other shows out there, you see. Because obviously we can't get to everybody. Right. This doesn't work. You know, I mean, obviously, technically, legally, every show should be this, but it, it's not applying um, just yet to everyone. We haven't simply don't have the personnel to go around and check every show. So obviously, yeah. the right-wing show... Th there are a few occasions where it's the other way around. Uh, I believe that Jim Davison's having to cope with Jeremy Corbyn uh, on, on a double bill, oh. which is very exciting. Great. Wow. Um, very moving show. Uh, be beautiful. Oh. Um but um, surprisingly funny, too. But, uh, yeah, in general, it tends to be, uh, for example, Mark Steele, you might be aware of him, very famous sort of lefty yes, comedian. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's currently sharing the stage with Jacob Rees-Mogg. So, brilliant. Absolutely know, brilliant. It just, it just creates yeah. a real, a nice balance, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah, I and, suppose and so. Producer Martin, you've seen my show so actually, yes. you know that it is offering a corrective. It doesn't need any lefty voices when we live in a lefty world. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I am the also, balance, Martin. You are the balance. I know that's yeah. a catch. That's a catchphrase you've been trying to get started for a while now, Harriet. And um, I've well, got maybe t-shirts printed, but yes, maybe if you got that catchphrase out there more, producer Martin, they're not. It would have taken off. They're not selling, but um, it probably didn't help that Barbie and Oppenheimer opened on the same week that we were trying to launch our new T-shirt range. So, um, really hard to see. Not our fault, up with. I'd say. Yeah, he reminds me of the civil service. Yes, yes, that's often what I think. You actually. can't get rid of him. Yeah. but he's just there. He's there. You keep him there because he's sensible. But actually, it's just unbelievable. No. Let's get back to the task in hand. When did you become a conservative? Oh, uh, great 
Great question. Thank uh, you. I'm good at those. I, I think I would say I became a conservative with my mother's milk, really, oh. you know, uh, when that was given to me in a bottle by my nanny. Mm. It was very clear to me very, very quickly that people had their place. Yeah. So, mummy was very much doing her own thing uh, in one wing of the house, and that was fine. And, you know, nanny was looking after us. And that made sense, that there was a sort of hierarchy there. Uh, and I understood very soon that Nanny wasn't in charge because sometimes she would disagree with Mummy. And then the following day, she'd be a different person. Yes. And it made it, it, made it very clear to me that, uh, you know, Mummy was in charge. Nanny was her uh, underling, if you would, her employee. And that made sense to me. Mm. So even as a small child, I, I knew that uh, the world worked like that. And... Uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, where my sort of conservative philosophy began. I think that's wonderful. I mean, I'd go further than that. And I wonder sometimes, you know how they say all children are born innocent or all children are born in sin, you know, d depending mm. on your philosophy. I like to think that all children are born conservative. I think that's fair. Mm. If, if you go to a nursery, which I obviously very rarely do, but sometimes there's a constituency event and I really yeah. can't get out of it. Um, you see these little children running around and they're... They're wild, you know, they're wild, but they're wild in a very specific sense. They they want what's theirs. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't want to share. Yeah. Goodness me, if you ask a three or four-year-old to share something, you've got a tantrum on your hands. Yes, very true. And, and yes, we have all these liberal parents around saying, you must share that, you know, don't hit him, Jimmy, all this kind of stuff. But I think, oh, no, they're just, you know, they're expressing basic conservative values of what's mine is mine and you just stay out of my way. That's really beautiful. At first, I wouldn't have agreed with you. I would have thought that all all children are open and, and, you know, quite liberal in a way. But the more you've described it, the more a toddler does sound like a, a lot of the current conservative uh, politicians. Well, that's I mean, what... we've got very Bullingdon vibes going on there. Yeah, well, that's very much what Bojo was all about. You know, he kept the toddler vibe all the way through to adulthood. And Absolutely it served wonderful. him very, very well. It's like when I did an acting course, they said you have to go back to being a child mm. of when it was unselfconscious mm. and you just acted on instinct. And I think politics is obviously like that. Yeah, I think the less brain involved in politics, the better. Well, I think we've had enough of brains. We've certainly had we enough of people had with enough brains. We have had enough of people with yeah. brains. Absolutely vile. I want people with guts. Yes, people with guts and tantrums. I'm, I'm going to use that word. Yeah, as long as they're focused on the correct people, um, mm. go for it. Yeah. yeah, tantrums can be good. Anger is a, it can be a useful emotion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. brilliant. Yeah. I suppose the, the big difference is that um, toddlers do tend to like trains don't they? And um, and that doesn't seem to be the that doesn't seem to be very common with uh, yeah. But on the other the hand, Tories, toddlers not... also love cars, don't they? They love anything. They love oh, any no, vehicle. you have got me there. Yeah, and cowboys. Yeah, and space, spacemen. Yeah, firemen love a fireman. Construction. Yeah, some toddlers um, obviously lean to the left a little, but uh... Martin, yours, what your one likes rolling around in the dirt. Well, that's that's my dog. Lucy, I think you're oh, talking yes, about sorry. that. Oh, yes, sorry. I always get but, confused. They're very similar. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I think she's um, she's probably a bit more of a centrist than me. I mean, she sees the, she, you know, the, she's sort of true neutral. I often wish I could live more like 
my dog. Actually, so Martin brings up their centrists, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I think we on on the right and on the left we all rightly despise. Yeah, worst. Yeah, worst. absolutely disgusting. So. When you talk about your political philosophy, where do you stand on people like that? Do you try to win them over to the right? Or do you think they're a lost cause? They're a sort of gungy mess in the middle of our of political life. What well, can you do? Well, I mean, the thing about electoral politics is you're always going for the centre. Yeah. There's just no way around it. You know, obviously, in my constituency, it's as safe as, as, as houses um, because everyone owns their own house. Yes. So. That's why, really. But obviously, the fringes of uh, each voting cohort is where the issues are. That's where the the, the potential voters lie in the centre. So, of course, you have to persuade people who are in the centre. But I think the way you do that is by by suggesting that people who are a little bit to the left of them are absolutely awful. Yes, yes, I think that's great. Really throwing those people under the bus, Mm. uh, suggesting that they should drive a bus... Uh, take a bus. You um, use the word bus a lot to sort of yeah. imply that they don't have cars and um, never will do. And that, that again does appeal to the, uh, well, the toddlers out there because, I mean, yet another mode of transport. Mm. Um, and, you know, not currently voting age, but um, it's the sort of thing that they'll probably keep with them as they get older. And Miriam Kate said it best. We need new babies. Mm. We need more babies, but we absolutely crucially need conservative babies. Yes, yes. young people these days, they're just, they're a nightmare. They're so wokey. Yeah, it's disgusting. They're going to turn England into a woke cultural Marxist utopia, you know. Well, going with what Mm. you were saying earlier, I just want to try that out because producer Martin's a centrist. Uh, Producer Martin, the Corbynists are after you. They want your blood and they want to cause you harm. Well, I don't know that that's completely true. I mean, I'd have to check up on it. Is this the problem? He always wants to check things. Mm. I I think that's the thing. That's why I said brains are so um, unhelpful to us. If people just go with their gut, because it's not necessarily people on the left that we're always... It's often someone else, isn't it? Yes. It's it's, it's the real baddies. Yes, yes. Immigrants. Uh, yes, and the uh, the unions. Uh, yes, and uh, you know, and the various people who express themselves in different ways. Yeah, disgusting, horrible. Um, yes, make us all feel a little bit yeah. strange uh, in a way that we can't quite define. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, maybe late at night, we think maybe that would be fun, but, um, but then you have to really damp that down. Right. Um, uh, I, that yeah, sort okay. of stuff but, right. is, uh, is 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 what you have to do is really focus on those people, mm-hmm. and then I think if you do it enough then their gut gets involved. They think, you know, I've heard, you know, enough times today that these people are absolutely dreadful. They're real mm. rotters. And the gut takes over and says, I don't care. I don't want to check. You're right. Yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. this. It begs the question, doesn't it? Is scapegoating always a bad thing? I mean, I will turn it round on you. Is it ever a bad thing? Oh, that is very clever. That the scapegoating, clever. of course, comes from something in the Bible, I believe, where they used to sacrifice a goat. Yes. And that goat took on all of the sins of the village. Or I don't know the exact details, but something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, that just sounds like a jolly good idea. Also, it's a good old British tradition, isn't it? Yeah. I and mean, when you put it like that, that's what we used to do back in the day. Yeah. Let's honour it well, by scapegoating. In, you know, no, we're not going to sacrifice a goat. No. You know, we're just going to blame some immigrants, back, back in, which is better, I think. Mm. I mean, I think if we're going to look back in the day... As and, and consider that to be um, when we were doing ritual slaughter of animals to appease the angry gods. 
there's probably a lot of other things that um, that we could take on and um, bring back into our lives, but perhaps we'd be best leaving that in the past. I mean, I'm talking metaphorically, um, Martin. Of course I'm talking right, metaphorically. Right, yes. No, it is, again, with the bloodletting of our Prime Minister and, uh, I mean, it's all tying together yeah. uh, into a strange world of um, conservative babies, boss babies, you know. I mean, I've seen Boss Baby and that was... Sure, it's a fun premise for a film, but uh, it's also a real disaster, I, I think. You can all agree, surely. Well, we doesn't the baby... Look, I haven't babies. seen the film, but doesn't the baby in that film, doesn't he sort of become quite a successful businessman? That, to me, well, sounds yeah, like a, a good thing. Well, yeah, he's a boss baby. Yeah, he's a boss baby. The baby is a boss. And he's got the voice of Alec Baldwin. Well, yes, he's closed. which is a, a wonderful, resonant voice. Because we're always asking right. young people to okay. do more. And if babies can become bosses, I'm all for it. We should put in some sort of tax. Yeah, that, that would be great. That'd be great. Any company that has a boss under the age of 10, give them a tax break. Yes. I love it. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I mean, child labour laws would probably put a stop to that. That's not being a labourer. It's being a boss. It's completely different, Martin. It's completely different. How many right. bosses do you know that do any actual work? It's not, it's not a difficult I mean, job. I know a lot of people that refer to themselves as bosses or or, or girl boss or or having bossed something, but mm. I, it's hard to say who really truly is a boss. I'm a woman boss. Right. Yes. You can print that on some t-shirts as well, Martin. While you're. While I don't you're up think here. we should make any more t-shirts. To be honest, Harry. I, I, I mean, it, they're already. I've got a lot of them at home, and they're not shifting. Well, I um, think Sir Jeffrey Jeff Jeffrey would have one, wouldn't you? I would. I would certainly pass one on to one of my um, friends. Yes, one of his friends? Question That's, mark. So, yeah. sorry, Martin. I thought you were going to say something intelligent, and then nothing happened. Doesn't it always? So, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you set that up. <laughs> yes, that was very good. Cool. Very good. People forget, right. don't they, Lovely that there's a lot stuff. of... That's the thing that Labour don't have going for them, is they can't make jokes. They're not funny. Where you're funny. Boris Johnson, obviously, very the funny. sort of greatest wit, really, of our generation. Yeah, yeah. It's just great. And well, what you did I, there, you floored producer Martin. He was <laughs> speechless. <laughs> I... Do have a follow-up question, actually, about um, well, the the, the news uh, today in the last couple of days, all about this um, drop in A-level results, which I, I think ties into your scapegoating, because some would say that um, this is the machinations of the Tory government to um, you know try and change the syllabus out there to sort of bring down the grades. For kids to, I know there's been a clear idea that there should be a cap on on the people going to universities. And is this yet another approach from the Tories to uh, to try and achieve that? I mean, the thing about A level results day, and it's a lovely day. Uh, I love flicking through local papers, seeing all the pictures a couple of days later. It's it's great fun. It's great fun. But what I would always say to any young person who's maybe a little bit worried that they didn't get the grades they wanted um, is just remember, in this country, it's not where you're going, it's where you came from that counts. Mm, That's so beautiful. It's it's where you started that really matters. Yeah. And if you started in a good place, you'll end up in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. That's just just basic, really. So all you have to do is make sure you start in a good place and you'll end up in a good place. It's true. I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings, which I often think about, actually, Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings. The, The goblins in there... I mean, they are goblins in the beginning and goblins at the end. They don't go on to do... To I don't. 
live mm. with the hobbits? No. Do they? They don't, I don't try and study themselves out of the goblin no. caves or whatever they do. No. Yeah. They look back and go, mm. I, I was a goblin, therefore I, I am going to that help what I torch deserve. the world. Yes, that yeah. is what I deserve. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. There are a great deal of goblins in Lord of the Rings. You might be thinking of orcs. Oh, Martin but, I, mean, I, I mean, they could be. I, well, I don't think you can. It's probably quite different. No, the point I was, mean, is, is Tolkien knew anatomy. a thing or two. He knew a thing or two. Right, yes. Yeah. Of course, he famously wrote um, Lord of the Rings while uh, in Birmingham, while living in Birmingham. So uh, I don't see how that's relevant yeah, to anything. So. No one writes well, anything in that Birmingham. Can, that sounds like fake news to me. Where did you get that from anyway? Did you make it up? No, I read it on Wikipedia. Disgusting. They say the same thing. Mm, the same thing. Now, I must ask, so obviously you're a very well-respected minister. Thank you. Everybody always talks of you well in the papers, on the streets, at dinner parties. Do you have any aspirations to be leader one day? <laughs> oh, it's the, uh, the, the million-dollar question. Yes. <laughs> Which people are always asking me, mm. particularly when Rishi's had a bad week. And let's face it, he's had a few. Mm. Uh, but no, I value loyalty above all other qualities. That is beautiful. Um, particularly if, say, in the future, someone were to work for me um, as a minister and I were prime minister, I would value loyalty in, in them. Yeah. Um, so I think it's only fair that whilst I'm a minister um, for now, I will uh, be loyal. You know, yeah. I think. I think, it's, but, but you know, what, what was it that, that uh, dear old Boris said? You know, all those years ago, if the ball comes loose at the back of the scrum, then uh, who can say whether I might pick it up and run with it? Oh, isn't you know? that beautiful? It's a lovely, so lovely, beautiful, image. really um, poetic. Because of course he did that and then knocked over some children on the way. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> oh, what a scam! Yeah, in his inimitable way. Yeah. And I would put it a different way. You know, if at some point Rishi or whoever is prime minister at the time looks battered and bruised. Mm by some sort of defeat, maybe electoral, maybe not, would I come along and finish him off? You know, just sort of batter him and nick what's in his wallet. Yeah. Um, the keys to number 10 yeah. in this metaphor. Yeah. And <laughs> who's to say? Yeah. Who know? Who's to That's say? That's the thing. And he is, you know, he's quite a little fella, isn't he? Well, I mean, I don't think it's fair to focus on his, his height too often. I've restricted myself to only one height-based joke a day. That's and I think he appreciates good. that. Yes. He appreciates that. Yes. Um, in Cabinet, you know, I chuck one in early doors. We all have a bit of a giggle. And, uh, you know, and then he pulls up his socks, which he can get to immediately uh, because of the trouser thing. And, uh, and we carry on. Yeah, that's great. Also, I, I imagine it's quite good to sort of undermine these people early on and go, no, no, let's not get too comfortable. Yeah, because it's not a throne. Mm, it's not a throne. It's not a throne, 10 Downing Street. You know, we're not living in a an age of kings. No. I mean, obviously, we are. We, we do have a king. But yes. we're not. Yes. God save the king. Yeah, yes. God, God save the king and, and everyone who sails on him. But yes. no, of course, of course, you know, it's not it's not a throne. He isn't the king. Um, we have a king and, you know, let's hope we ha have a king for a while. Yeah. Maybe, and that he doesn't do anything silly. And that he doesn't really talk about stuff. Yes, sure. no, no more about the environment, please. <laughs> it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. Really, too um, much, too and much. And also he's doing himself out of a job, because if there is a, an apocalypse, what's going to happen to his family? That's very, very true. Um, very true. focus on his on things he can do something about. Mm, mm, you know, mm. Talk to some trees. Or... Um, it does sound like uh, you're probably not the only minister with 
ambitions. Um, I mean, this this has always been the case, people ready to step up and, and take the role of prime minister. Does that make you feel uh, a little uneasy around your co-workers? I mean, are they, for example... Mm, like snakes? Are they? Are you? Uh, you in a snake pit? And you're a little snake running around with with the other snakes, waiting for Daddy Snake to to, to die. Well, I'll just pick you up on one thing immediately. There, I don't think snakes run. <laughs> no, Martin. Um, if if I were a little snake running around, yeah. I'd be an axolotl. No, that is yes. uh, some sort of lizard. Maybe I'm not saying I'm a lizard. That has been quite a recurrent theme in some of the emails I've been mm-hmm. getting recently. Not a lizard. Not a lizard. Not a, I, Add it I know to saying first. that's a lot makes sort of the more I say it, the more people think I am. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a catch yeah. twenty two. Really. Yeah, but no, of course, of course, other people have ambitions. Uh, dear old Sweller, uh, yeah. she's Bless definitely her. sniffing around. Yeah, uh, Kemi, oh. uh, even James Cleverly. Well, um, oh, lovely. Who, you know, it's a lovely idea that one of them might get it. But you know, whoever in the end gets the job. I just hope that the best man um, from a decent school wins. Yeah, yeah. We've got to keep things how they are. Let's not rock the boat too much. Right, now we're we're coming to the end of the interview, so let's get back to the original question, which is, what is your political philosophy? Um, I mean, I, I don't think you actually ever answered that. So do you actually have one? Uh, I mean, philosophy is a very big word, mm. isn't it? And yes, I think it is. If I've said anything today, it's that I don't really believe in brains. Mm. You know, I mm. don't think... I think people, if they're too sort of controlled by the brain, uh, by what's in your head, then, you know, you you lose on what's in your heart and oh, your guts. Oh, that's beautiful. You know? Yes. And um, I think this is a country that needs a bit more heart, a bit more guts. Yes. So I suppose... If I have a philosophy, it would be not to have a philosophy, but have a heart uh, issue uh, or a guts problem. Uh, no, uh, uh, right, like hearty and gut, heart, heart, heart and guts, heart, heart and guts, heart and guts. Yes, sort sort of like um, a blobfish, you know, something yeah. that's got a digestive tract but hasn't yet or, developed, or a really good a meal at a mm. very posh restaurant. You know, if if, if someone offered you heart and guts. At a you know a three star Michelin, you yeah. well, I'm in for a treat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's also sort of more attractive than perhaps a, a blobfish, Martin. I don't think yeah. a blobfish yes. is, a, no, is a, a great image for uh, well, really for wanting to get people interested in in the Conservative Party and voting Conservative and things like that. No, no that's, that's fair enough. Though I, I have to say, Juicer Martin, that the the blobfish that you sponsor is is really quite something. Yes, well, you know, I do like getting the uh, postcards, and mm-hmm. um, I'm 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 not going to stop supporting him um, until we have uh, blobfishes back in the UK river system, as the charity has said it will make happen. Unless they feed on raw sewage, I think that's going to be tricky. Yeah, it might take some time. Well, right, Honourable Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Pleasure is all mine. And I'll see you next Wednesday for some wine. See <laughs> then, yeah, I'll bring a bottle. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, buy tickets to the live show on the 7th of September at kingsplace.co.uk. Re-follow the Out of Context Nonsense Twitter account who has apologised for being mean about last week's show. 
Apology tentatively accepted. And keep those questions coming to nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brenda Murphy, Matt Green and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Non-Censored.